When this yeah. overheated, you won't even believe it. WCW Nitro. With Michael Cepefe, you always say, oh, yeah, WCW Nitro. And you all believe what Pepe on this week or off this week. I had to search for him with some binoculars, man, a couple of times. <laughs> right. What up, though? You're listening to another episode of Simpson on Nitro. You know the name. You know the rules. Don't give us what you see in the ring and on the screen, though. What up? It is your boy, Chris, a.k.a. Playmaker. It sounds weird to say Playmaker now. I usually say it on the radio. Why would <laughs> oh, you just say it the way you say it? This is, and this it's Ridge, gimmicks, a.k.a. Ridge, exclamation point. And it's your boy Thomas, aka Stimpy. Coming to you live from Miami, Florida. Okay. Although I did not recognize that arena at all. That must be like the Miami Convention Center back in 1995 <laughs> and 96 or whatever. That definitely don't look like the heat arena. <laughs> they definitely wasn't pulling the heat arena at that time. Man. No, not at all. That's where he had to. Oh, okay, never mind. I won't even mention that there. What's up, man? What did Pepe have on Reg? Did you see it? I wrote down bandana. <laughs> I don't know he what had, he was supposed to be. They didn't speak on it. He was wearing McMichael's coat. Maybe he had an outfit and Pepe wasn't feeling that one. So they were like, shit, uh, let's just do something else. Maybe Pepe was just in his no. element in Miami, hit the streets. He's had to hide out in the low. Maybe Pepe was just like, I don't need to dress up. I'm a chihuahua and I'm in Florida. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? like I'm good. Yeah, because I'm like, what is Miami with a white bandana? Like, hey, man. a cowboy. Didn't Tony Montana have on a white bandana when he was cooking in that little food truck before he moved on up? Yeah, but he threw that schmuck. I quit. I retire. I also, you know, Pepe could have come out with a gold chain. What's the turnover chain? Could have been on Pepe. He could have been oh, no, that. that's the turnover oh, okay. chain in 1996 or whatever it is. The big you on him. <laughs> you was starring at the U in 96. I was about to say, the U was popping back then at least. So 96, yeah. to me, wouldn't that be Sean Taylor, Jonathan Vilma, all of them are like freshmen? Because oh, yeah, 2000, 2001 was like Willis McGahee, Ed Reed, all of them winning the title with Jeremy Shockey and stuff. So I feel like they should all be rookies, like freshmen coming in. Dennis Erickson years, ain't it? Yeah, or was, Larry, or was Larry Coker holding down here? No, if, if it's early 90s, it should still be Erickson. Yeah. All right, Reg, Shavoni, give me the rundown. Let's break it down. We start off with a match. Lex Luger beating Randy Savage in five minutes and five seconds. At first, Bischoff announces that Savage gets the title shot against the winner of tonight's title match. No matter what. <laughs> Which says of him losing in five minutes to the torture rack. Disgusting. And then Mean Gene comes out with the horseman in the dungeon of doom. We get to see the U.S. champ for the first time, one man game. <laughs> <laughs> to finally know who has the belt. And we get to see Arn slap Brian Pillman for talking. To be announced. He was told not to speak up. <laughs> Arne Anderson and Kevin Sullivan have broken the peace. So the giant will be with the horsemen. Just for that match, I guess. Yeah, for Night of Champions. Then we get the American Males versus Public Enemy, who win in three minutes and 35 seconds. Public Enemy is out of shape. 
They got terrible timing. Can you tell? It's ridiculously bad. The crowd starts chanting ECW because that's the only place they was good. And then after the match, they put Bagwell through a double stack table, which is all they should have did in the first place. We didn't even need the match. That's the only important part. And now we get the world title match. Ric Flair versus Sting. I say it's a, it's a fun regular not match. The main like, event. By the way, not the main, not the main event, event. Just so y'all know. Okay, keep going. You know, Sting and Flair do they thing. They always have a good match. But then it ends with the megaphone shot where Luger calls Sting the match. And then out come the mega powers. And Hogan and Savage are trying to tell Sting, man, Luger keeps costing you matches. You got to do something about this. But that's Sting's friend. He got to go talk to him face to face. So now we get the main event. <laughs> More important than a title match. Hulk Hogan versus me. <laughs> Hulk Hogan wins in four minutes and 41 seconds. I, I got a serious question. Did Ming and Sullivan beat up a photographer on the way to the ring? What was that? <laughs> what I think that... I think they got to beat up somebody. Just got a little too close, and Mang just snapped for a split second and was like, I'm going to hurt you like that. Hogan gives his usual trash match, and he even cheats at the end, winning with a foreign object. Hey, oh, monkey see, monkey do, brother. Watch that. What an episode of Nitro, fellas. <laughs> Thomas, what was your best match? Best match, and this is weird to say, because one half, I would never think I would say these words, but I'm going to give it to Luger and Savage. Mainly because it was a real match. It flowed. It worked well. Now, yes, the second that Bischoff goes, and remember, Randy Savage is going to face for the world title next week, whether he wins or loses. I was like, well, then this nigga's losing because. Like, for the fourth the time in a row to Luger. This is <laughs> used to be the world champ to be announced. Like, I just can't believe it. But, yeah, I, I was enjoying it. And Luger was actually sitting here trying to do a little work. And the best part, no Jimmy Hart. It was just Luger and Savage out there wrestling. So I don't know why Savage lost clean as a motherfucker Disgusting. to the torture rack, but okay. Like, and what? Can I ask you this question just real quick? The only thing that I really don't understand: why can't Savage just pass out from the pain? Why does Savage actually have to give up? To be like... <laughs> Chris, what was your best match? My best match involved Jimmy Hart. Okay. Sting versus Flair. Woo! That was mine too. Sting and Flair always give the goods, man. You got everything you could hope and ask for. You got selling. You got entertainment. You got cheating. Okay. And you got a surprise, because I was not expecting my man Sting to lose the way he lost. Sting wrestles on a whole nother level when he's against Flair. Yeah, it's like Sting should have retired. Is that, is that, is that a... I don't know what do you what would you call that? That's a classic a rivalry, rivalry, man. It's not a rivalry, yeah. is it? it yeah, is, it is because they've been wrestling since the eighties. Yeah, they... you consider do you consider that a top ten rivalry? Yes. No. no, I do. The reason why I say it's not a top ten rivalry is it never escalates to a blood feud. Like neither one of them ever want to kill each other. They just respect each other, but wrestle great, great matches. But it's not like an Undertaker, Mankind, you know, or a Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, or a Stone Cold Vince McMahon or something. I say Sting is Flair's best rivalry. And Flair's rivalry got to be in my top 10. 
But now, Chris, what's your worst match? Worst match. Easy for me. I almost dozed off. First of all, there's only one public enemy I'm going to acknowledge. That's Chuck <laughs> D and Flavor Flav. And it's one W's and them. Not it's not Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge with South Philly. On, man. Get out of here, man. <laughs> public enemy versus American males with that whack-ass theme song, too, man. Let me ask you this. I public hate enemy public enemy. Is, if, you saw, if I said to you, hey, South Philly, we got a tag team public enemy, you think it's two niggas. And it's definitely not. Like, that's no. the <laughs> It's you not. got BD and Freeway was coming down, huh? Like it's Johnny Rocco Grunge. Rock and Johnny Grunge. Ugh. And they out of shape. And they can't wrestle. They timing is gross. They got oh, both Bagwell looking like Shawn Michaels was out it, there. Was it Bagwell trying to get him over the top of the rope at the beginning? One of them? Oh, he, my God. He really couldn't get Lord. over. He just had to crawl under because he couldn't go over the top of the rope. Look, look. I want to. Reggie said it, but look. Buff Bagwell is a good wrestler. They made Scotty Riggs look like a great wrestler. That's how you know <laughs> it's probably. Listen, I know this is going to be real controversial and stuff, but sometimes some wrestlers perform better on the drugs. And I think maybe that, it, like, when ECW and Public Enemy was killed it, and they were like, hey, we got, we're about to go through these tables, we're about to do this wild shit. Let's nah, Thomas, that's why I said all they needed was them putting them through the table, because Paul Heyman knew they couldn't wrestle, so they wasn't in matches. <laughs> they came out and put people through tables, and then they got the fuck out of there and let the Dudleys wrestle. That's the way <laughs> that could wrestle wrestle. Disgusting. Uh. The Eliminators, man. What? All right. Was that your worst match too? No, Thomas? it was not. My worst match was Terry Balea ruining my life. Oh. What are you doing out here? I like I the second With that me I heard, giving him a shoulder massage for literally. <laughs> I I heard I heard Sting's music and I was like, did these motherfuckers put the world heavyweight title match on before this match? So in oh, my head, mean? I thought I thought there has to be a lot of like ridiculous shenanigans going on. Something crazy is going to happen in this match that they have alluded to with the horseman in the dungeon coming in, ruining things, doing the whole time. No, it was just a regular ass match. And Hulk Hogan, you suck. You're a terrible wrestler. I hate you. You're racist. Nobody likes you. Go away. It's awful. Not a racist brother. But the opposite of awful. Chris, what was your best moment? Oh, my best moment. Was texting me before I even watched it. <laughs> that was my best moment too. <laughs> the slap heard around the Miami Convention Center. Okay, shout out to R. Shout out to Brian Pilvin for taking it like a champ because R slapped the <laughs> dog shit out of him. It was not even like a quiet. It was. I was like, hey, he when you ask yourself. Never, never question that Arn Anderson absolutely will pull out that Glock and take care of you. Don't forget. Okay. Arn, like, Brian Pillman opened up his mouth and he was like, bitch, I said shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, man. Told him. Was that scripted or unscripted? Man, I yes. don't know if Brian Pillman knew that slap was coming, but I know for damn sure Arn did. Because <laughs> he cocked back on that thing. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. I think it's possible that... <laughs> Arn was like, because Pillman's loose cannon right now, so Arn probably was like, shut the fuck up. That's like, what I was thinking. The way we all talk about Pillman's going off the rail, I was like, I wonder if Arn just did that. That's my script that Arn had to go. And I think Because he'd been behind Benoit. the scenes trying to get fired too. So and I think that's them. why, if you look at it, I think that's why Benoit lost his damn mind. When he saw Arn slap the shit out of him, Benoit was like, oh shit. Like, he was full on laser focused. Like, we nope, we got, I'm right here. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm <laughs> 
Want to go wrestle with Steve and Mick? That was homies. absolutely, absolutely my best moment, too. Come on now. I was like, oh, shit, Arn. I, just imagine that being your daddy. You know, Brock Anderson, <laughs> just imagine, like. Boy. So, Thomas, what was your worst moment? My worst moment, easy, very simple. I thought it was going to be uh, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock, but that was not it. My worst moment was, why? We, I, this is my final say last week and the week before, and they still keep doing it. Why the fuck am I listening to Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan talk to Gene for three and a half minutes for no fucking reason? Ooh, my worst like, moment, Hogan, during that promo. Keep repeating yourself. It's disgusting, man. Give the mic up. Also, Savage, why is Hulk Hogan having to point at the fucking hard cam so you could turn the fuck around? Like you don't know where you at. Hogan was like, brother, and hit him on the shoulder and pointed directly at the camera. And he was like, oh shit, I need to be turned around. <laughs> so loose. They was uh, out of it. Chris, was that your worst moment? My worst moment. Public Enemy versus American Males. Oh, it's the worst <laughs> match. It's also the worst moment. You talk about wasting time. What is we here for? Who asked for this match? Why you don't want to see them dance to, to the ring? Public Enemy like they're going to do something actually in this league. Stop. The best moment in the whole match was the end when it went through the table. <laughs> I guarantee Bischoff socked it to their pocket. Because just like Thomas said, the ECW was a big deal. But that's because Paul Heyman knew, don't, don't have him wrestle. <laughs> I just yeah. can't. I, it, it blew my mind, that whole match. And I love Buff Bagwell. And I still couldn't couldn't understand it. He tried He tried to sell the match. He tried to talk to the crowd and get them hype and, and bank it <laughs> on the turf. On the turf the, the crowd wasn't the interested. Crowd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd was like, no, hurry up. The crowd was only hyped, it seemed like, for the American Males entrance. That was the only thing they were like, oh, should I do like this terrible Which song? Is disgusting, by <laughs> the way. Males, that song American is disgusting. It's so catchy. Come on, now. American Males. American Males. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Disco Inferno, Disco Fever is more catchy uh, than that. Uh, we, we get a lot of love for Disco now that he's gone. Yeah, now that he's on Saturday night, we miss him. <laughs> Fighting the one man gang. So now it's Tom. Thomas, what's your final say? final say? All right. So my final say, it's a bunch of short little comments I wanted to put out there. Um, so public enemy, go home. That's the first thing I wrote down. <laughs> I also wrote down uh RIP Johnny Grunge. You know, you didn't deserve to die young, but you aren't a good wrestler. Oh. Uh I do want to say double decker table spot though. He died during choice. that match, too. Literally. Uh, that double decker table spot was pretty nice. I want to just give them credit for doing one thing right. You know, you actually hit the ah. spot correctly. Uh, and last but not least, thank you for even though you wasted my time with that terrible ass promo, it was not the end of the show. They actually cut it before Hogan's match for once, which was a nice change. They listened to me. They stopped doing it at the very last thing. I'm afraid to ask you what he died of. I would say complications from drug use, but not like current drug use necessarily. American just... males. American males. <laughs> yeah, he died now, from my uh, final say, did he die from American male? <laughs> <laughs> my final say is simply, and it's been my final say before, the fuck are they doing with Randy Savage? When he was the world champion, he lost every match. Now, they talk about he done lost four in a row to Luger, 
and he got a title match next week. Like it's like they want to push him, but how dare he win? And how long is his arm gonna be hurt? Okay. And still have match after match after match. But your arm doesn't look right, brother. So it should be me getting the match. You've been losing a lot, brother. So, hey. Chris. Chris, just to let you know really quick, I did look it up. So, Johnny Grunge passed away from sleep apnea because he could not breathe while he was asleep. And they said the reason why he could not breathe as he was asleep was because he took a ridiculous amount of somas before he went to sleep, and then he just could not breathe and died because he was morbidly obese. And he was 39 years old. 39 years old. Just wanted to say he was quite young. Rest in peace, Johnny Grunge. Damn. I wish your career died sooner. Yeah, you could have stayed up and the career could have gone. His career died sooner. I don't know if that's do we have buzzes on not him as a person. No, like I said, like he could have stayed he could have lived till he was 75, but never wrestled. That would have been a fair trade-off. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we're saying. Chris. Bottle say. You know I'm nostalgic when it comes to these episodes. And one thing I haven't seen in a long ass time to today is a promotion for one eight hundred collect. Oh okay. <laughs> so the one eight hundred collect move of the day or whatever it is trying to hype up. <laughs> Let me ask anybody listening to this right now: Have you ever made a collect call? If you haven't made a collect call, you don't know what you miss it. We okay. have to actually say, press one for. Hey, this is Chris. Call me right back. Yep. <laughs> To accept this call, press one. To decline, press two. And it's always a great time to tell my co uh, collect story of being in Texas and Arlington without accepting a phone call, a collect call from a certain person who may or may have not been in a jail cell. And oh, I got okay. cussed out from said father who told me to never accept collect calls again from said whatever it is. Especially for Fuzz Fuzz. Yes. <laughs> what made me laugh, though, what made me laugh so hard is... I made a couple collect calls and just because I was young and you know you don't understand things. Now I was just like, hey, this is your son, pick up the damn phone. Like <laughs> and folks answer the phone, location. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm at the bowling alley and he'd hang up the phone and he'd just come pick me up. <laughs> you got a collect call from, hey, I'm good. I just made it back in Wichita. I'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or decline. We had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, y'all. We had too much fun today, as you can hear. Stipsonateasy at gmail.com is the email. Stipsonate on Twitter, Stipsonateasy on Instagram. And while you're at it, listening to our podcast on these podcast apps, wherever you get your podcast, like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and all that good stuff. All right. And you can find me at Playmaker316 on Instagram and Twitter. Capital 3 Jams, Kansas City's number one for hip-hop and R&B, 3 to 7, Monday through Friday with the Playmaker Show. Capital 3 Jams is the FPRS.com is the website. And Miss Rich, aka Rich, exclamation point. You can find me at livefromthis.com for the music and livefromthat.com for the merch. And remember, they said next week we get Savage versus Flair and for the tag belts, we get Luger and Sting versus Harlem Heat. Them matches have to be great. 
you you do know that Harlem Heat's gonna lose those titles, right? Nah, man, come on. No, I'm you, I'm letting you know. Luger has you. to cost them the match. No, I'm preparing you for Luger cheating behind Sting's back so they win the match, and then because oh, you know man. they're gonna give it to the Super Team over the real tag team. That's your boy Thomas. Right. Cheating yeah, in is. the next room is what you gonna get. <laughs> It's your boy Thomas. You can always find me on Twitter. At Stimpy is King. You can find me and Kellum doing our weekly podcast over at Unqualified Observers. And more importantly, you can find me whooping up on the little kids' asses in StarCraft because I re-downloaded it and I've been playing it. So if you want to jump on a game that's 26 years old, come get on there with me. People still play. Oh, that means Thomas ain't going to play his game till Wednesday. No, All right. Play after we get done and with on this. that note, Red me. Oh, does Craig Pittman have a manager? <laughs> Two does the Saturday Colonel night? have a best man? <laughs> I can't believe that's Can the main event. Can I boycott class in the champions? Because I don't want to watch that bullshit, <laughs> man. Do I have to watch that? Clash of the Champions is a show. Do I have to watch a, 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 a TBS wedding out here, man, for free? I guarantee <laughs> you, worst moment, definitely going to be that wedding. <laughs> WCW Clash of the Champions. What a big race show. It will be Clash of the Champions, but it's still on Nitro. It's just like a specialty episode. What a real racist play. Okay, and on that note. He's baby. <laughs> I did want to comment too, though. Did you see? I loved in the commercial break. Uh, Mongo was like, hey, Pepe, stop peeing over there on Bobby. And he was like, damn it, not again. I was like, that's some great wordplay y'all are running. I definitely missed that. That was definitely there somebody's interest, too. That was a horrible car, though, man. Your main event is Hulk versus Big, man. I wish yeah. I wish I would have asked Bob or Dad for a ticket. All right, do go see this? They'd probably be like, man, Hulk and Big. I'm not giving you $40 to go see Big wrestle. But you, hey, you know what really would have happened? Pops or Mom would have been like, hey, uh, you already saw Sting, Luger, Flair, Savage. Fuck this last match. We beat in this traffic. Let's go. <laughs> That's exactly Damn. what would have happened. <laughs> Logan would have stopped you. <laughs>